everyone again. I want to welcome you, all of you, to On The Mark Sports Talk with your host, Mark, with a C. And for those keeping score, this is episode 145. How about Anahara. that? How is our, how's our great panel today? How are we doing? Very good. Good, good Mark. Mark. How are you, good. Mark? I'm, I'm doing okay. Funny thing. Doing right. Funny thing. I look at my little magic window here. I see the front of my house. And this morning, uh, a brother-in-law and sister-in-law um, took off. I, 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 I volunteered to take them to the airport at like, like 630 this morning. Uh, and he, they drive here with their car. And it's a big truck. A big I mean, like a big, what do you call a, a truck that has a, a place to put things in the back? Panel truck. No, like a like a flatbed. I don't know. Yeah. Pickup. 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 Maybe it's a big big sucker. And you know we sauce. live very close to each other here, and the uh, from one driveway to the other is good for one car. But this is so big, it's going from <laughs> next door neighbor's house halfway into my driveway. That's going to stay that way for ten days because it'll be gone for ten days. <laughs> You got to see it. It's it's really interesting. I don't know. We have one fabulous show for you people today, for everybody listening all over the world, uh, featuring the NBA trade deadline, which, of course, passed the 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, more Major League Baseball signings to talk about. Hockey, what's going on in hockey and their recent All-Star game. If any of you watched it. Oh, oh, and yes, there's a little thing going to happen on Sunday called the Super Bowl, which we have to discuss. So, oh, it's a big game. You can't call it the Super Bowl. We can call it the Super Bowl because we're allowed to, right? But we'll, we'll get to that in a few minutes, of course. We'll get to everything. A reminder, I need you to write this on your calendars. Uh, Thursday, March 2nd which will be episode 148. Special guest, Ira Kaufman, uh, will be joining us. And like I say, I call him a sports guru. This is the gentleman who like goes from game to game to game. And uh, they call someone like that a game hopper. I don't know. There's got to be a word for that. But he goes to a lot of games. He goes to more games than you, Ron. <laughs> hmm. And uh, and we oh, just booked Obama. somebody else. Only some of you might notice we booked another guest for you people. Use use people. Use people. Uh, use, use people. Um, March thirtieth, which will be show number ding 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 ding. I don't have it on me right now, but one fifty. Rob Nandin, N A N D I N. You could Google him. He's not a household name. Uh, he's 68 years old right now. He's a former minor, triple A minor league baseball player. Oh wow! So he's a real was a real baseball player, and in the Detroit Tigers farm system. And mm. uh, you can Google him and see his history. He was around a long time. He, I believe he was getting ready to be called up finally to the uh, the big team, the Tigers. And I think something happened to his ankle. And he was no. never the same. But Rob Nandin, N-A-N-D-I-N. You can Google him. 
and he'll be coming joining us on March 30th. How about that? So um, why don't we start with our little preliminary stuff and like a little warm up before we get to the the crux of our uh, uh, sports today. And we start with Gerald's highlights report, sponsored by Seagulls, <laughs> the Jewish birds. Right. <laughs> what do you have today? Today I'm going to review the 1991 MLB season. These are what I believe to be the salient facts about the 1991 MLB season. For the awards and leaders, I will name the National League player, followed by the American League player. Key awards, MVP, Terry Pendleton and Cal Ripken Jr. Rookie of the Year, Jeff Bagwell and Chuck Knobloch. (laughs) Cy Young Award, Tom Glavin and Roger Clemens. Key leaders, batting average, Terry Pendleton and Julio Franco. Home runs, Howard Johnson. Mm. And in the American League, the leader, there were two leaders. Uh, They each had 44 home runs, Jose Canseco and Cecil Fielder. RBIs, Howard Johnson and Paul Molitor. ERA, Dennis Martinez and Roger Clemens. Braves, Otis Nixon established a National League record by stealing six bases in one game. He tied the MLB record held by Eddie Collins, who did it twice in 1912. Daryl Strawberry tied a National League record by striking out five times in a game. Dave Winfield went five for five in one game and hit for the cycle, becoming the oldest player at 39 to accomplish this feat. On May 1st, Ricky Henderson stole his 939th base to break Lou Brock's all-time stolen base record. On May 1st, ageless Nolan Ryan pitched his seventh no-hitter at the age of 44. Wow. (laughs) On June 6th, Albert Bell, who should be in the Hall of Fame, was sent down to the minor leagues by the Indians for not running out a ground ball. Good for them. (laughs) On May 23rd, Andre Dawson became the third player in history to record 300 home runs and 300 stolen bases. Bobby Bonds and Willie Mays are the others. In the World Series, the Twins defeated the Braves Four games to three. Jack Morris was named the MVP going 2-0 with an ERA of 1.17. Here are some composite stats for the World Series. The Twins batted 232 and the Braves batted 253. The Twins ERA was 3.74 and the Braves 2.89. Both teams finished last in 1990. Amazing. In 2003, ESPN selected this World Series as the greatest of all time. Five of the games were decided by one run. Four decided in the final at bat and three going into extra innings. The seventh game 
was won by the Twins, one to nothing in the 10th inning. And Jack Morris, Hall of Famer, pitched a complete shutout in that seventh game. And that concludes my report for the 1991 MLB season. I just got a couple of comments for you. Let's go with Larry. Uh, Albert Bell didn't get into the Hall of Fame on the basis of not having longevity. He played for 12 years, and at that time was a 15-year rule. rule. Today, of, well, 2015, it was changed to 10 years, so maybe he'll have a chance at it going forward. Uh, let's see. Michael? Jerry and the rest of you, when Ricky Henderson broke uh, Brock's record, what did he do? He took the base. Lifted up the base. And took it home, to, took it home to his uh, daughter. And he always spoke in the third person. We <laughs> right. say Ricky Henderson. I mean, right. He was a yeah. character. Yeah. Uh, I'd like to see him talk with yeah, Donald Trump. <laughs> Yeah. I don't want to blow anybody's bubble over here, <clears throat> but are you sure you got the right year statistics? Because you gave the same report last week. I, no. I don't think so. You spoke last know. week about the World Series being the greatest World Series. You went through the no, last week. He talked thing. about the Reds uh, or, the, or the previous week. But I heard this entire report before. It's nice to hear it again. It's deja vu That's all over again. Well, we said it was Groundhog's Day last Groundhog, week. Groundhog Day on, on, on the mark. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't think he read the same report. I don't think so. I must have heard it in my dreams. I don't know. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Fred. <laughs> Gerald, because I don't remember. What team was Julio Franco on when he won the batting title? Yankees. Rangers? Rangers or Indians, right? I think the, the Indians. Indians. Oh. I have to look it up. And, and yeah. didn't the game-winning hit in the seventh game of the World Series was, was by Gene Larkin, is from New York, played at Columbia? Yes, yes. Uh, that right. That's right. Now, Julio Franco, I think, was the oldest player in Major League history. He did a home run at the age of 48, if I remember correctly. Yeah, I think he was. Yeah. And um, you mentioned Terry Pendleton. Oh, remember that? Questionable Hall of Famer? No. No, no. no you don't think so? No. No. And um, remember that home run against the Mets in what was it, 87? Yeah, switch hit. I thought he was pretty good. Uh, yeah, yeah, I mean, see, again, we, we talk about this um, rolling getting George in pretty very, good, pretty good. Pretty good. You, you just said and, it. And if someone said to you, you know, you're the captain and you have Lou Brock in his prime and Ricky Henderson in his prime, and it's your pick, who are you going to pick? Lou Brock. Lou Brock. Yeah, I'd say Lou Brock. Uh, I'd say Ricky Henderson. I'd pick Ricky. Lead off it, power, switch it. Okay, okay. But a lot of people say Ricky Henderson. And uh, okay. I think you can go wrong with either. Switch it. Yeah. And a lot of people say Jack Morris didn't deserve to go into the Hall of Fame. He had a 3.90 ERA lifetime. Yeah, yeah. But by the way, if, if my screen blacks out like we happened a couple of weeks ago, Roger, anybody else, just keep on talking. Just keep on talking, okay? I'll try to get it back because I really worried about that. Uh, it's happened more than once. Couple the recording stay? Mark, will the recording stay? If I go out, the recording stops. Oh, okay. You just get what we've recorded so far, and if I get back, it starts up again. Okay, uh, Roger. 
Yeah, no, about Jack Morris. I mean, I, I think he does deserve the Hall of Fame during that uh, period he played. The guy was a real bulldog. I mean, did not want yeah. to come out of the game. I mean, that was that one nothing uh, seventh game win was just kind of to me the epitome of his career. I mean, this was a forget about the the high little high ERA, but this was a guy who always wanted the ball and I, he was dominant during the time he was he yeah. was playing for Detroit. I think he's worthy. Okay, and, and Joe. Yeah, uh, no matter what they said about the 91 series, the 55 World Series was the greatest ever. <laughs> yeah, of course. I don't care what anybody says. You're, you're biased. Yeah, absolutely. I the I admit series was the I'm with you, Joe. Okay. Let, let's move on. Let's move on. Thank you, uh, uh, Gerald, for 1991. And Milton, uh, your name that tomb is sponsored by 78 RPM Records. Do you have any? Terrific. I do, but they're all in pieces. Today we're going to the early 80s, not the 50s. We're going to the early 80s. The group is part of the New Wave, founded in 1979 in England. This song appeared in the movie Valley Girl. They had an album, After the Snow, and this was the second release as a single. And I'm going to play it for you right now. Hold on. No good. We don't hear anything, Milton. Nothing. Milton, what's up? You got it? Oh. Sounds of Silence by Simon and Garfunkel. <laughs> Never heard this song? We, nobody no. heard it. It's not coming we out. Couldn't, we couldn't, didn't come we couldn't through. get it. No. I don't understand that. <clears throat> you want to try hear one it more at time? All? It didn't come Nothing. through. Nothing. Uh, not a... Garnished. I'm hearing it. You're hearing it. That's great. All right, whatever. The song was I Melt With You by Modern English. You remember that? Yes, I, I, yes, I have that. Milton I don't know why you didn't hear it. No, all right. <laughs> Milton, you got to perfect this. Uh, whatever. You got to play it over and over again in your house and hit the play button immediately when it's time. What are you right, playing it on? Are you playing yeah. on a regular record player or from your phone? From the phone, the record player is totally in a different place. Can't All, right. Do it. All right, maybe next All week right. we'll hear it. Okay, thanks, Milt. <laughs> I don't know what for, but thanks. <laughs> maybe I'll melt with you. All right, beep beeps. I found a couple of interesting names to add to the list. Um, maybe, maybe you know these. Zach Fremantle. Yep. Yeah. He's out for um, the rest. Of, he's out for the rest of the season from Xavier. Xavier leading scorer Zach yeah, with oh. the H, but his last name is Fremantle. Mantle. Right. Like, Mick, like Mickey and Free Freeman. Mm. It's Fremantle. Never heard that name before. And here's another um, one who's also out for the remainder of the year. His name is Moat Mag. Yeah, started. Played for played plays at Rutgers was in the starting lineup. M A W O T Mawat. Mag. M A G. Good player. 
good rebounder. You think he's from Africa, right? He's from Australia. Yeah. Mm. How about that? Maybe he knows Graham Lloyd. Mm -hmm. Graham Lloyd's still alive? Sure he is. Comes back yes. to all the he comes back for all the old timers games, right? Maybe he knows Andrew Gaze. <laughs> all right, let's go on to this day in sports. So this day in sports. What is today? Today is February 9th. What wow. happened today? Well, this week, this week in 1924, the first Winter Olympics came to a close in, again, how do you pronounce it? Shamoni? Shamoni? Chernobyl. Not Grenoble. S H A. It's called, it's uh, C H A M O N I X. Shamonix. Shamoni. It's also it's France. Anyway, sixteen countries. I think the X is silent. Sixteen Come countries on, competed in seventeen winter sports. Uh, in seventeen, say it again. Sixteen countries competed in seventeen winter events. In set only seven sports. All right, the heck with that. Yesterday, no, let's go back two days ago. February seventh was an anniversary of this great uh, feat by Lisa Leslie. Women's basketball star, as she caught, scored 101 points in a high school game. She went 37 for 56 in shots, 27 for 35 in free throws. And that's only in one half. They didn't play her in the second half. She scored 101 points in one half of the game. Amazing. Uh, she, was, she's, she went on to play with... Um, the uh, Los Angeles Sparks. She's in the WNBA Hall of Fame, eight-time All-Star, two-time world champion, and she was the first woman to dunk. 2000, 2002. All right, today. Today, February 9th. Listen to this one. 1540. That was the year. I don't know how they even how they remembered this from 1540. What happened? The first recorded race, uh, first recorded race meet was in England. Fifteen forty. Okay, I, I thought it was the last time the the Maple Leafs won the cup. Fifteen <laughs> forty. <laughs> All right, eighteen ninety five, which is which is just as good. William Morgan yeah. presents his <laughs> new sport called Mintonet. <laughs> To what? the world at Springfield College and later was renamed. Anyone know? Basketball. Basketball. No. Mintonet. Mm -hmm. I thought badminton. Ben. No. But it was volleyball. Mintonet oh. became volleyball. Oh. In 1900, a guy named Dwight Davis, great sports name, right? Establishes a new tennis trophy called the Davis Cup. Davis Cup. Cup. There Cup. you go. Mm. Uh, and his good 1916, the National League votes down a proposal by the Giants, the Braves, and the Cubs to increase the player limit from 21 to 22 players. <laughs> the Reds wanted to go down to 20. <laughs> so in those days, they just wanted essential players. Uh, let's see, 1920. Joint Rules Committee bans foreign substances and alterations to baseball, to baseballs. So I guess before that, you were allowed to do whatever you want in the baseball and throw it. 
Spitters. That's what, because uh, and they Paul did. Mays, <laughs> who was spitballing, killed Ben Chapman in that year. Maybe. Yeah. Was that 1920? I think yeah. it was 1919. I think that's why they passed There the, you go. The good idea. Uh, 1932, USA enters the Olympic. Uh, two-man bobsled for the first time. Okay, coming along. Uh, 1940, Joe Lewis beats a guy named Arturo uh, Godoy. Anyone know Godoy? Or was it Godoy? In 15 rounds, two and a heavyweight tie. Joe Lewis, 1940. 1942, the Philadelphia Phillies changed their nickname to... The Phils. Oh, boy. <laughs> wow. Got you that? That made news. 1951, the St. Louis Browns signed Satchel Page to a contract at 45 <laughs> years of age. And I think later on, when he was older and older and older, didn't the Indians sign him to, like, when he was, like, 60-something? Yeah. He was still 49. Still 45. The old, the old they don't know how old he was. That's right. They don't know okay. how old he was. No one knew. The Oakland days, I believe, signed him, and uh, he was in a rocking chair in the bullpen. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. It was. 1968, Jean-Claude Keeley. You remember this one? Yeah. France made news. He won the three alpine skiing events. Uh, the downhill, the slalom, and the grand slalom. Giant yes. slalom. Thank you. Uh, in 71, again, more satchel page. He gets elected to the Negro Hall of Fame. No, I'm sorry. He's the first Negro League player elected to the real Hall of right. Fame in 71. And then there was a boxer named Terry Norris. Anyone remember Terry Norris? No? Well, he knocked down Sugar Ray Leonard, which you all heard about twice, and beat him to defend the WBC Super Welterweight title in 1991. And one more I have in 2006, the fabulous Al Michaels joins NBC Sunday Night Football. And who's his partner? Collinsworth? Huh? John. Oh, there it is. John. Okay, no. let's move on to Sports Stories by Larry. This is, we've been building this up. Larry, this is your time. You're sponsored by Roadmaps. Do you still, <laughs> still make Roadmaps? They must. Yes. All right, Larry, Triple you're right. My story this week is entitled Baseball Hitters Making the Hall of Fame. In this story, I first focus on how the career position players' hitting stats have changed over time for inductees into the Baseball Hall of Fame. Then I consider the 2023 Hall voting for Jeff Kent, Scott Rowland, and Todd Helton. Both considerations rely on BaseballReference.com data that span 1936 to 2022. First, on stat changes to Hall inductees. To see how career hitting stats have changed, I compare Hall inductees for the 2000-2022 era against Hall inductees before 2000. To make the comparison, I use my statistical software package to calculate the career hitting averages for the 144 hitters that were inducted into the hall before 2000 and for the 46 hitters that entered the hall in the 2000-2022 era. On this basis, 
there was a whopping 60% increase in average career home runs for inductees into the hall in the 2000-2022 era as compared to those inducted before 2000. 290 versus 181. Unsurprisingly, career RBIs jumped by 9% between these two periods. But despite the swinging for the fences to hit home runs, surprisingly, career batting averages only slipped from 302 for inductees before 2002. Anybody want to make a guess? 296, only to 296 for inductees in the 2000-2023 era. And career on-base percentages were virtually unchanged between the two periods at 370. Now I'm voting for Kent, Roland, and Helton. I use my 2000-2022 whole career averages for batting, on-base percentage, and home runs to evaluate the reasonableness of the 397 baseball writers who voted for the three for the three players. I will take your comments as I go th through each one. I find it reasonable that second baseman Jeff Kent was not voted into the hall. He failed to meet my 2000-2022 standards for batting average and on-base percentage. And Kent only managed to beat the 2000-2022 standard for home runs, 377 versus 290. On top of that, Jeff never won a gold glove. Many sports writers commented that Kent's hitting the most home runs for a second baseman in history did not cut it for them. Any comments on this one? He should be in the Hall of Fame because if you talk about it in, a, in an era, he was he, beginning. He was he was a, he was a dominant player at his position, and if you and he was more dominant at second base than Scott Rowland was at third base. In what respect was he dominant? He wasn't. A, he didn't get a Gold Glove. He didn't even have a good batting average. He he, he didn't have he didn't have a good on base percentage. Who, he hit home runs. But compared, he to other baseman, compared to other second basemen of his era, if if part of the criteria is was was the guy who's the best player of his era at a certain position, mm -hmm. he, he he deserves to be in. Well, but that's not the criteria. No, no but, it's not my criteria, but that's no. not their criteria either. I think but, he he came up with the Blue Jays, if you yeah. remember, and he was traded as a second baseman, traded to the Mets as a third baseman. Third base. He didn't play second base for the Mets; he played third base. That's and what he, he was. He didn't. He didn't stand. I think he came up as a second baseman, and it was a big talk that he was now playing third base. Unless I'm wrong. But he didn't stand out. You know, he he may have those statistics. He never stood out in my mind. You think he stood out? No. Yeah. What do you think? I don't know. Or maybe um, he wasn't popular. Maybe he didn't talk to the reporters. It's all popularity yeah. vote. Two things. Two things. He wasn't popular because he wasn't popular with the reporters because he wasn't a particularly easy interview. And he also he played with Barry Bonds. 
Yeah. Barry Bonds got all the uh, got every he sucked up all the uh, oxygen in the room. But I think Kent should I think Kent deserves a Hall of Fame. I mean, you have to as a position player. As a second baseman, his stats are you know pretty damn good. I think he deserves it. Okay. Should we move on? I think he got over fifty percent ever. I think he's by forty seven percent, right? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, go on. I find it unreasonable that third baseman Scott Rowland was voted into the hall. He barely met my on-base percentage and home run standards, and Rowland's batting average was a mere 281 versus my standard of 296. Perhaps Scott's eight gold gloves impressed the sports writers enough to put him over the top. Any comments? Yeah, I think Roger. borderline, borderline, yes, Scott Rowland. Roger. Yeah, no, I, I mean, uh, I know third base, I think, of all the positions in the Hall of Fame, has the fewest members in the Hall. Um, yeah, I read Maybe. something recently. His numbers are, you know, are, are comparable. You're right. I didn't, you think a third baseman, you think more like Brooks Robinson and Mike Schmidt and you, Go further back, you know, pie trainer and stuff like that. Clearly, he's not in that kind of league, but uh, I know statistically, and I think Larry probably brings that out. He, he's the numbers are are there, you know, comparable. He's got a bunch of gold gloves. You're right, and we didn't always envision him as that kind of player. You know, I would in my mind, I would think very good. I wouldn't necessarily think Hall, but the numbers are pretty close. I think uh, if you sat down and listed the uh, the top thirty third basemen's the history of baseball. I don't think his name would come up on my list. I agree with you, Mark. No, another another comment, uh, Greg Nettles. He might be uh, one of the best defensive third basemen. He hit a, a decent representative number of home runs. His batting average was nothing to write home about. But uh, I, I would probably put him in the Hall of Fame sooner than Roland. But we saw him as a New Yorker. And we're, we're a little biased, of course. Oh, but I'm not going to do this. No, I'm very <laughs> Gerald. <laughs> the great Eddie Matthews had a lifetime batting average of only 271, if I remember correctly. Mm -hmm. But he was he was a great player, great home. That's 512 is his number. 512 yeah. home. Yeah, that's the, that's the difference. 500. And, and they runs. won. They won. What they won? One World Series. <laughs> One World Series. 57. They went to two. Right. 57 and 58. 58. Yeah. 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 Go ahead. Is there more, uh, Larry? Yeah, we have one more on Todd Helton. I am uncertain whether the sports writers were correct in denying first baseman Todd Helton Hall of Fame status. In the case for Helton making the Hall, his hitting numbers nicely exceeded all of my 2000-2022 standards. In the case against Todd making the Hall, right fielder and first baseman Larry Walker had off-the-chart hitting numbers when playing for the Colorado Rockies, but lackluster numbers when on the roster of other teams, suggesting that there is an unfair hitting advantage to play in the hall to the high altitude of Colorado, as physicists remind us. Yet Walker made the hall in 2020. Helton was very close to also making the hall with his 72% vote, just three percentage points shy of the needed 
Hmm. Comment on, on Hilton. He, he should get in next year. I don't know. Yeah. He was a solid hitter. And why hold it against the dude? Because he played in Colorado. That's where yeah. they put him and he hit. I watched most of Hilton's games and he was a pretty darn good ball player. Solid. Very Solid. popular. Yeah. I really liked him. And uh, I'm prejudiced because that's my other team. And I would say, yes, he should be in the hall. Larry Walker played with the Expos, if you remember. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Them, yeah, I think he started with the Expos. He started with yeah. the Montreal team. Yeah. yeah. That's a higher level, Mark. I think uh, uh, he's an upper echelon ball player, Larry Walker. Look, you can do all your talk and all your debating you want. Why did Bill Mazeroski get into the Hall of Fame, in our opinion, was the one yeah. who was. Is there anything else that stands out with Bill Mazeroski? Anything. That was the greatest home run ever hit. You keep mentioning that. You said, yep. Wow, well, it was great. <laughs> I told you. That was great. Let's hold him in. Hold How on. did Ralph Terry ever recover from that? Why don't, why, why, don't, why don't we vote in House Smith? He had a three-run homer in the eighth inning. That, that's right, right. That's right. But uh, it doesn't count because I think they yeah. caught up, right? Right. They, 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 they tied the... Uh, yeah, right. So. Still. They didn't do the home go run. Ahead, uh, all right. Uh, uh, Gerald, then we'll go back to Larry. And Milton, again. If, yeah. if, if, you, if you have the time and inclination to go on baseballreference.com, you might want to look at the career stats of Todd Helton and Larry Walker. Larry Walker played for 17 years, nine of them in, in Colorado. And the contrast between those nine years in Colorado versus his other eight years is stunning and unbelievable. Mm. Okay. okay. Um, Milton, you want to comment? No, it was just um, how a pitcher could recover from that home run by Mazeroski and then do so well in the 62 World Series. You know, there was one pitcher, I don't remember who it was, who gave up the home run and then committed suicide. Yeah, yeah. Davey Moore. Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore. Donnie Moore. Angels. 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 He didn't take his medication that day. Larry? It's interesting to look at Nolan Arenado. He played for the Colorado Rockies, as you know, and then he moved over to St. Louis. Now, here's some of the comparison. When he played for Colorado, putting aside the the short season for 2020, he averaged 32.4 home runs a season. And guess what he did at St. Louis? 32, That's the same. 32 home 32. runs. 32. No. Let's look at the batting average at uh, Colorado, when he was at Colorado, 293. Guess what uh, Nolan uh, Arenado did his last year? 293. <laughs> He's on the road. He's on the right road. Yeah, he's a gold glover. He'll get it. Gold glover. Gold glover to boot. Yeah. Good for him. Good for him. And uh, all right. But again. So next week, I'll do my story on starting pitchers making the Hall of Fame. Okay. Cool. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. All right, Michael, you want to bypass your Yankees and Jets and talk about the. Go ahead, Michael. It's your time. All right. By the way, you're sponsored this week by, by Pigeons. All right. Keep your head yeah. on. Well, with the, Poisoning you know, pigeons in the park. The Yankees are the same. They're uh, left field they need, and that's the shortstop. And as far as the Jets is concerned, they, uh, they talk about about three or four quarterbacks, but nothing is <laughs> happening. As they say in my country, who is helping with those teams and what's going on over there? But anyway, mm-hmm. getting to the uh, Rangers, uh, I have a, a pet peeve that uh, the uh, 
NHL isn't marketed well enough and uh, they, they don't uh, broadcast, they don't say enough about how in incredible hockey is. So I want to go what happened on Monday, what I, my, my experiences on Monday, uh, as a tradition, today's uh, the ninth, uh, my son's birthday, and around this time, we always go to a Ranger game. And our daughter just happened to be in New York. He, she's from LA, and uh, she also came with us. So this is what transpired that day. We were celebrating our son's birthday, and uh, our daughter was there. It was February 9th, our, the birthday. Anyway, our daughter, Andrew, who lives in LA, Happened to be in town, so we got her a ticket also, and it was her first hockey game. So here's how the evening went for us. I rode the LIRR from Bayside to Penn Station, and we all met and ate at Monaghan Food Court, the new 1.6 billion Monaghan Train Hall. That's where it's located. Moynihan. Andrea took the train from the hotel that she was staying. And I got to tell you, this Monaghan Station is the biggest money grab I've ever seen. Moynihan. Moynihan. Daniel Patrick, your senator. Yeah. Spectacular. Anyway, we ate, and then we went to the game. And the first thing that was impressive for a first-timer, when you go to a, a hockey game, I guess it's the same with the Knicks, is how spectacular the laser lights on the ice uh, appear prior to the game. It's spectacular. It's really something. And you see these players, big as life, you know, 10 times as big as life on the ice. And it's really something. So this game just happened to have been maybe one of the more exciting games in quite some time. Uh, early in the first period, for example, one of the more popular players, Philip Scheidel, scored a goal. And every Ranger fan, except for the first-timer sitting next to me, known as Andra, knows what happens when the Rangers score a goal. 15,000 lunatics stand up and sing at the top of their lungs the following, two, uh, following song two times. Goal! 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 Hey! 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 Two times they do that. And when that happened, Andrew looked like she wants to hide under her chair. Anyway, this is what you call it. This is what happens when you call it when you have a terrific game. The Flames tie the score one-one, and the Rangers go ahead two to one. And when the fans started singing "Goal," Andrew once again sat and look okay? And as the game continued, the Rangers and the Flames traded goal. It was 2-2, and 3-2 Rangers, and 3-3, and in addition, the fights became, as the game was going on, the fights became a little bit, bit more intense. And as a matter of fact, the third fight was so, so spectacular that all the gloves were flying up in the air, and actually yesterday, I had a message to uh, fellow podcaster Rod Schreiber, uh, how do, how do these hockey players who go to these fights and throw their gloves up in the air, how do they find their gloves? Maybe uh, after my report, Ron, can tell me the answer to that one. Anyway, the game got a little gloomy because the Flames scored a goal to make it 4-3 to three in their favor. And it began to appear a little hopeless that the Rangers are going to lose this game. But all of a sudden, just when things were as gloomy as possible, Mika Zabanajad, He's also a very popular Ranger. He scored the tying goal. And by then, Andrew was singing, Go! Go! Somebody else. Farewell. She was really getting into it, okay? And she was acting as if, as if she was always at the garden at these Ranger games. Anyway, with a little bit more than two minutes left, what would happen? The game gets really dramatic because 
the referee calls a stupid ticky-tack tripping penalty on Chuba, I think it was. And the Rangers had to play shorthanded for about the remainder of the regulation period. And fortunately, with a lot of effort, with a lot of lucky, wonderful saves, the Rangers killed the penalty and the game went into overtime. And nowadays, overtime in the NHL, it's very exciting because they play three on three. And the skaters really show off their speed and skill with all that extra ice time and ice space. Okay, there, there are fewer skaters on the ice. So for this game, such was the case until Lafreniere scores the game-winning goal, sending everybody home deliriously happy. And of course, we all sang that goal song louder than ever before as we started to leave. And here's the epilogue. Yesterday morning, Andrew texted me a picture of herself proudly wearing the Rangers sweatshirt I loaned to her mm-hmm. to wear for the game. And she was as happy as can be as she went for a run in Central Park her last day in New York. And it was definitely a great experience to attend such a wonderful game with my two kids. And that's my story. Mm. Nice. Very nice. Very nice. You didn't buy her a sweater? <laughs> Dad? My, you know what? It's funny. She didn't want to wear, the, uh, we're going to get her a Panarin sweater, right? She had really nice Panarin uh, uh, jersey. She didn't want to wear it. It just didn't uh, tickle her fancy. But she had, a, we had in our house a very, very high quality expense. It must have cost like $60, $70 uh, range of sweatshirt that she liked. And she put that on. And that's what she wore to the game. And she had a great time. By the way, uh, both of them are following the game. Either they're uh, following on the podcast now. I don't know if, she's, if, if they're there. Otherwise, I'll be listening. And uh, I'll, uh, maybe I'll get the comments next time. And uh, you paid for their tickets? So someone gave you the tickets? A lot. A lot. That's <laughs> one of the cheapest thing well, in the world. Uh, yeah, Michael, Michael, next year, if you're interested, I, I get my tickets from my friend. At right. cost. Oh. And okay. he gives me the schedule at the beginning of the year where he's what games he's not going to. If you're interested, I'll forward you the schedule. It's only it's two tickets. Right. Like um they usually range between for for two tickets between uh one the lowest price was 129 for two tickets, uh, depending right. on who they're playing, up to 218 for two tickets. Well, I'll tell you right now, Ron, uh, mm-hmm. close to February 9th, it's our tradition to go to a game. So uh, we can walk that one down. And as far as others are concerned, oh, yeah, I have one other thing on the negative side. Uh, what happened is uh, we go through security and I had all my keys. And on one of the keys, I had a little tiny Swiss Army knife. And uh, they didn't let me get into, get me in, they didn't let me get into the garden with yeah. my keys. And they said, so I said, what can I do? So I don't care. You can't go in with them. So I took the keys and I hid it behind a pole. Uh, and I figured I'd get it on the way home. But uh, when I went to look for it, it was gone. So uh, I had to get another set of uh, Swiss Army. Another, it's like a little one like this. I had to get another one. Okay. It's, a great, it's a great experience. If you don't go too often uh, to go to Madison Square Garden, and it is really, really spectacular. And I, I would assume uh, for the Knicks also for a great game. But to go to a great game is a real incredible experience. Yeah. He described that good run. Yes, he did perfectly. Uh, like I said, there's nothing being 18. Well, it's actually 18,006 is a sellout there. Right. And when you have that in an indoor arena, 
I mean, I know uh, Yankee or Met games when they a game winning hit a home run, whatever they go crazy. But to have eighteen thousand in an arena go nuts. Eighteen thousand two hundred actually. Eighteen thousand two hundred. Well, actually, yeah. they no, no. I was there last night to, to sell it eighteen thousand six. <laughs> for hockey, I, no, know, I was there last night. Maybe they shoved some more people in there, <laughs> right? And the fans are a lot of fun. And one of the things that's a lot of fun, also, I can't do it. Maybe Ron could do it. There's a certain whistle that somebody <laughs> who could really whistle loud whistles a tune. And when they whistle the tune, and when the tune is over, everybody yells, "Pot fan sucks!" And that's because of a penalty. A uh, pot fan uh, actually hit a uh, ranger. In 1978, I think it was. Uh, Ulf Nielsen. Ulf Nielsen. And the fans never forgot that. And they still sing this pot and suck. There's a lot of fun. (laughs) All (laughs) right. Thank you for your description there. It was nice uh, reviewing what you did. Thank you. Howie, we're up to your West Coast report, sponsored by the Rocky Mountains. Well. (laughs) Yeah, there, buddy. Well. The uh, Warriors finally gave up on James Weissman, their number two pick several years ago. Uh, he showed some promise, and he was, but going up and down from the G League and up, and then the whole this whole year he hasn't been part of the rotation. He's just been playing, uh, uh, you know, when they when they clear the bench, uh, and uh, they've gone smaller. What's his name? Dante DiVicenzo, who's like a fourth year player, I believe, out of uh, Villanova, six foot seven, has really uh, gotten a lot of uh, playing time. Also, Moses Moody, who was also one of the three draft choices uh, of that first round draft choices of that year, is also not getting any time. Uh, The only one who's getting time is uh, uh, Kuminga, who's doing well. But uh, Wiseman, basically, this was a, a, a salary and luxury tax dump. Because when you, their Warriors apparently are the second biggest payroll. Uh, I don't know who's the biggest, maybe the Lakers or I, I don't know. But uh, they will save over the next two years between his salary and the luxury tax, $131 million. And they get back about a bunch of draft choices. So uh, the other thing with the Warriors and is the West, they're in right now the ninth position at 28 and 27. And Curry's going to be out several weeks. He'll be back before the playoffs. But the, the Thunder in the 12th position is 26 and 28. Every, there's a bunch of teams that are, uh, are, are together. The Lakers are 13, 25 and 30. But these a bunch of teams are, are together. The only team that's kind of in control of the Nuggets at 38 and 17. The Suns, though, at 30 and 26, getting Kevin Durant hmm. add to a, a hmm. one, once they're healthy, Chris Paul, Kevin Booker, and Aiton, I think, uh, the great defensive center, makes Phoenix uh, a big power in the West. Uh the only other thing I got is Las Vegas site gives full support to a potential A's move. Uh, and it looks like if they're going to, the site that they're looking at is 
uh, North Las Vegas, the, the stadium, Allegiant Stadium's in South Vegas, but uh, this is uh, North Las Vegas. I forget the street, but that's basically uh, what they're looking at. Yeah. The Giants picked up a former A, Steve Piscotti, uh, minor league deal. Piscotti was originally on the Cardinals, but his mother came down with ALS. And she lives here in the Bay Area. I think she lives in Pleasanton, a couple of towns down from me. And uh, they traded him to uh, the A's, and he's a pretty good player. So it could be a smart pickup. Hmm. We'll see. Yeah. Oh, we liked him. Yeah. Uh, Larry, comment. Of course, we want to mention that LeBron broke the all-time scoring record. And I heard that tickets were going for $75,000. <laughs> yeah, well, so about the tickets... He was projected to to break the record tonight, yeah. where people paid. I think the cheapest seat before he broke the record was about seven hundred dollars for the cheapest seats in the forum. So I feel sorry for those people who who wanted to go tonight and bought them at seven. Now they're going. I, I look today, as a matter of fact, they're going for sixty seven dollars right now. Mm. <laughs> wow, Fred. Yeah, I just want to tell Howie. Also, the Warriors made another move today. They got Gary Payton back. Oh, wow. Gary Payton yeah. the second. Yeah. yeah. They traded five second-round draft picks for him. Those are the draft picks they got in the He, he was on their team last year when they uh, won the championship. Was Didn't they get Kevin agent. Knox also? I'm sorry, what? Didn't they get Kevin Knox also? Yeah, Kevin Knox is on their team also, right, in that wow. three-way trade with Wiseman. The, the Originally, they thought they were going to get Sadiq Bay, but he went to the Hawks. Went to the Hawks, yeah. Gary Payton. Right, they did get Kevin Knox. Gary Payton, with his play last year with the Warriors, made himself a ton of money. Got a, mm -hmm. $9 million a year. Yeah, something like ridiculous. Years. So, uh, so that's that's really good. He's a good, yeah. really good player. Okay. His we, father was a great player. We uh, we we started this uh, uh, basketball, and, and Fred, we're up to you talking about yeah. Knicks, Nets, NBA, whatever, and St. John's. Big, big by the way, you're sponsored by Air Pumps. Well, we won't talk much mm. about St. John's. That that this season is in the tank after losing mm. at Butler last last night. Okay. We'll talk about the Knicks and the Nets. And Knicks picked up a very nice player in Josh Hart, mm. who. Join his ex-teammate uh, Jalen Brunson on the Knicks, and I'm just wondering now if they're going to expand their rotation to ten players, or if he's going to replace one somebody and he's still going to go with nine. Josh Hart, he's only six four, six five, but he's a great for his size. He's probably the best rebounder in the league. He's just a good depth player. He's a good good addition for the Knicks. And of course, I woke up this morning, put on this. Heard on the sports that in the middle of the night, Kevin Durant got traded. Oh, nah. Yeah. And, and and the Nets got some decent players back for him. You know, you'll be surprised. Cam Johnson is a very good three-point shooter, good outside shooter. Mikel Bridges was, I think, second last year for defensive player of the year. He's also, also a Villanova guy. He was on a Villanova's championship team, the second one. I mean... The, the, the Nets, I mean, 
I don't know. What can you say? You know, they thought with three guys, superstars, they were going to win championship. They won one playoff series. They, 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 their biggest mistake was the two biggest mistakes. One, one was firing Kenny Atkinson to begin with, and then bringing in Steve Nash, who had no coaching experience at all. And then it's like they're starting over. I mean, yeah. the, me, they should have kept what they had when, when with Levert and uh, and James Allen and John, what, what's it, uh, Jared Allen. The uh, trade for, yeah, for James Harden. I mean, so it's going to be interesting. And 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 you can't help but talk with the Nets. What about what about Cam Thomas? Hmm. Three straight games of 43, 43 points in a row. I mean, sometimes you give a guy a shot. He might. He, hmm. he might. He, this guy might turn out to be a star. I know it's only three games. Mm-hmm. Let's see. Just like Lynn Sanity. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Jeff, I see you want to say a couple things. Yeah, I, I, I meant to say something before. We were, uh, I think Michael was talking about the Ranger game. And today, if anybody's interested, the Rangers have a pending trade, uh, yeah. I believe, with St. Louis. Uh, they're trading uh, it, uh, Sammy Blay for uh, Tarasenko. It's it's not pending. My I just got the my son just sent me the, the official Rangers press release. It actually okay. Happened. Oh, they got yeah, they got a, a loner actually for the rest of the season. A thirty-one year old uh, right winger. They're not going to sign to a long term contract. Mm. Okay. All right. Thank you. What else you have, Fred? Not too much more. I mean, you want to? I mean, you, what are you going to beat a dead horse? I mean, Ir- Irving mm. is a. It, everywhere he goes, Kyrie Irving is. Mm. I don't want to say a cancer. Yes. I don't want to use that word, but a disaster is a better word. I don't know. You know, eventually he'll wear out his welcome in Dallas and see what happens there. I mean, right, right now, the basketball-wise, there Dallas is a very formidable team with uh, him and Doncic in the in the backcourt. But we'll see how long you know that lasts before things get the uh, go haywire. Go south. Like how he said, Phoenix is uh, very good. He's in, was, by the way, the third player in that trade, the Nets, Jay Crowder, the Nets already traded him to Milwaukee for, a, I think, three or four draft picks. Yeah. So, so many mean, draft picks out there. Yeah. We yeah. just trade these draft picks. Yeah. Uh, then, a couple of hands here. Uh, and then, then, then the other big note get... basketball, which wasn't a trade, but a fortunate injury, Jalen Brown of the Celtics <laughs> had inadvertently got hit in the face by his teammate Tatum last night, and he has now a, a facial fracture. Oh, shit. It's going to be out for a while. I put it on pause there, Fred. A couple of people want to comment. Uh, Ron? Yeah. Well, what would be me being on without uh, bashing LeBron James and even even (laughs) his uh, greatest moment the other night? Can somebody explain to me he broke the record with 10 seconds to go in the third quarter, correct? A close game. That the Lakers needed to win. He scores two more points the rest of the game. He's, in quotes, the greatest player of all time? I don't think so. Michael Jordan would have willed his team to win that game. He would have found a way. So I don't know. what I didn't watch the fourth quarter, but please, you know. Do something. Don't just uh, take uh, all the credit and stuff. Win the game. 
They, they lost that game, right? They lost that game. They lost. They lost by three points. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. All right, Gerald. Fred. Yeah. Jermaine, to what you had said about Kyrie Irving, he made a statement yesterday that he was disrespected by the net. <laughs> yeah, I heard that. He gave his all. <laughs> I, I think what he meant, I think what he meant, I have to ask my son about this, that the Nets, when they offered him a contract extension, put in only some of it was incentives instead of having the whole thing guaranteed. Mm -hmm. Actually, Gerald and I have a friend who is uh, works for the NBA. And um, uh, his uh, he, he's, uh, I think, an attorney for the National Basketball Players Association. And contends he knows Kyrie Irving very well and contends that Kyrie Irving is not anti-Semitic. Right. Yeah. Okay. I don't know what we could uh, glean from that. Yeah. Right. He showed us uh, that he so, might have been. Um, <laughs> um, somehow, who knows? Who knows? Um, um, Stephen. Fred, did... Uh, did Dallas uh, extend his contract? I don't. I don't think they've done that yet. I have to ask my my son, who's very much tuned into the NBA. He's he's actually tonight covering the covering the net game. He's, he had to had to go there early because Sean Marks was giving a press conference and the he, he had to be there to the cover for his outlet. So I, I don't. But I don't believe Dallas uh, has yet. I don't even know. If, if they even, I guess they would probably start discussing it soon. Yeah, they played one game, right, so far. Yeah, they, they played last night. They they beat the Clippers by by six points. I think he scored like twenty three points. Um, Joe. Yeah, I just want I just want to go on record as saying that I that uh, Phoenix will regret the move. <laughs> That's good. <laughs> uh, Michael. Yeah, two things. First of all. Uh, Going after what Ron was saying, I agree about Jordan over LeBron. Uh, LeBron is all about himself. Jordan was one heck of a player. And also, I feel that uh, LeBron annoys the hell out of me. So I don't want to say that. It's <laughs> great, but he annoys the hell out of me. Now, as far as the NBA is concerned, what happened with Kyrie and, and Durant and all of them, uh, the NBA better be careful because I think of all the sports that we follow, there are so many players on the NBA who do not convey they have any care for the team's city that they play for, for the fan base. Uh, obviously, you're not going to hear anything about uh, uh, Durant saying how much he loves Brooklyn and New York and the same thing with Kyrie and Harden, too. And it gets very, very annoying when you follow these sports and you know these players, they'll say it's a business and they do whatever's best for them or whatever their agent wants to do. And I think that's what's going on with the NBA. And that's how I feel. I still enjoy the good games, but uh, it worries me that it's going on and on and on. By the, by the way, if you want to talk about basketball and you were, and you want to see a good game, this is very an aside, but last night, something I didn't notice till I was watching the game is amazing. Connecticut that women's team lost to Marquette, but what was unique was it was the first time in since 1993, 1994 season, 1,074 games that they had lost two games in a row. Yeah. Wow. And, yep. and, if you want to, and if you want to watch a great basketball game tonight, tune in if you have the Big Ten Network at 6.30. Indiana and Iowa, the number two and five teams in, in women's college basketball, should be the, maybe the, one of the best player in the country for Iowa. I think her last name, last name is Clark. 
it's really, if you like basketball, the women's game is really a good game too to watch. It's gonna be a good game. No one's beating South Carolina. Yeah. Well, that's probably true, but don't, don't watch out for the Indiana and Iowa. All right. Anybody else want to add? All right, Gerald, before we go on. I just wanted to say about the Nets, it's a shame that they that, that they didn't have at least one championship considering they had Kyrie KD and, and Harden. It's amazing. They should have they should have had at least one championship, if not more. If they, three, they, only won, they only won one playoff series. Yeah. But how many how many games did they play? Three of them played together. I, I read 22 games, I think. They hardly played together. Yeah, 22 games. A business small amount. Yeah. And can I say one thing, Jerry? Uh, when the uh, Nets did win the ABA championship, you know who their announcer was? <laughs> who? It was, John, it was John Sterling. Oh, my God. <laughs> yeah, that's right. He was. He he was right. Very uh, good. All right, let's uh, leave the basketball for a moment. Let's go back to it. And let's go to the Super Bowl. Let's all go to the Super Bowl, okay? Um, I think the Chiefs are going to win 31-28. That's my prediction right now. Uh, anybody want to give their predictions? Anyone think, thought about it? Anybody? Howie? Uh, I I think that may be a score, but I think it's I think whoever wins will be by three points or less, and I think it's a pick them game. You know, unless I think it'll come down to the last seconds. All these games come down to the last seconds, and they're so yeah. close, and a field goal wins it. Yeah, I agree. Wow, that's exciting. Joe? Yeah, I don't have a score, but I think the Eagles are going to win. Eagles. Okay. I, think, I think it'll be in the high 20s or low 30s. Yeah. I, yeah. I have some predictions and some observations. I predict Kansas City will win similar to what Mark says. Another observation that appears that the Giants fans really – are rooting against the Eagles, and they're all pulling hard for Kansas City for obvious reasons. And another observation I see that they had a, a list of the prices of the uh, Super Bowl going back from the first Super Bowl back in 67. Yeah, to current, uh, and the first Super Bowl, a ticket you could get for $12. And last year, a ticket would cost $6,000. And according to this list, uh, it would cost nine thousand dollars to go to uh, Sunday's game. Wow! Sunday's yeah. a lot of money to bet on it. You know, it's uh, six thirty Sunday. You know the name of the stadium, How You you know the name of the stadium, yeah. right? Uh, well, don't, don't, don't mention. Don't mention. Hey, don't mention. Anybody fall. else know the name of it? Yeah, yeah. read in the paper. Read <laughs> what? What? In the paper was in the paper. What is it? I'll let you say it. What is it? State Farm. Right. I don't think anybody else would knew that it was called the State Farm Stadium in Glen Glendale. How far yeah. is Glendale, like say from Phoenix? To suburb. It, it's about 20, 30 minutes running on the traffic. It's okay. uh, northwest okay. Phoenix. Uh to I've been to Tucson. That's you know, that's my extent. Yeah. Tucson's a couple of hours. Yeah. South yeah. Of yeah. Yeah. And you know, uh what's the oh, odds? One and a half points? Very tight. It's still one and a half. Right. I don't know. And the, the, the over one under is fifty and a half. That's the last I saw it. Today's post is one and a half. So I hope it's we hope it's a good game. That's it. Party, party yourself, and uh, hopefully, uh, you know, something to talk about next week. A couple of things that I, I note that I uh, 
found this week. Uh, Devontae Smith, if the Eagles win, he joins Tony Dorsett, Marcus Allen, Charles Woodson as the only players to win the Heisman, College mm. Championship, and a Super Bowl. Mm. Only four people oh. have done that. Really? Wow. The brothers, the Kelsey brothers, Travis mm. and Jason, first time ever. Brothers oppose each other. They're both <coughs> on offense. That, that's good. At least they want to be against yeah. each other on the field. Um, Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts make history. First time two black or African-American quarterbacks oppose each other in a Super Bowl. Are the blacks a quarterback? Some have won. Some have lost. The first time both teams. So that, that's cool. I would think so. Uh how about the 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 uh, the the flag football game last weekend? Anybody watch uh, that? No. <laughs> oh. Nobody watched it. No. You guys on screen? I saw part of it. <laughs> no. A series of three games, and everything was. You got points if you won the game. It was a dodgeball event. Anybody see that? Yeah, Barkley got hit in the face. <laughs> Longest uh, golf drive, precision oh, passing. That. Yeah. Gotcha. Well, there's only only way they're gonna do this next year if the if there was an audience for it. Now you people didn't even watch it. No, no, no interest. No, no interest, huh? No, whatsoever. All right. So I don't know I what mean, they can do for all-star games. I didn't know what to expect. I put it on for a minute and I saw them playing playing uh, field goal tic tac toe. And I said this is ridiculous. So I told right. you. Yeah, oh, yeah. And, and the, the winning players got $84,000 each. The losing players got 42000 Now, wow. that's a lot of money in between. Wow. That's yeah. a lot of big difference. Right. Mark, I have, one more, I have one more prediction. I predict that the halftime show is going to be mediocre. I really... Uh, oh, Rihanna? I, I think it's over the hill. That's my opinion. You know one Rihanna song? No. No, yeah, right. Showing our age, no. huh? I don't know anything. <laughs> and, and you know what? What is this thing with right. Gronkowski? Gronkowski, he's practicing for a a, a thirty yard field goal. What's Apparently. the story on this? What? I think he's doing it at the Super Bowl. Did anyone hear the story? Yeah, it's on. It's a, the ads are on all the time. At least on. Yeah, Rob Gronkowski has been practicing kicking a field goal, and I think there's a betting. Thing going on, oh, if yeah. they can make it or not. Yeah, it's part of a betting. It's part of a it's uh, a, uh, it's a thing from a betting service. Interesting. Right. All over Hulu. And, right. and what about what about Tom Brady? Not starting. He said he's going to retire. Right. He's not going to start his uh, his his broadcasting, commentating for a full year. He's going to take a year off. Yeah. He needs to air out. Right. Going back to the uh, the Pats next year. <laughs> Rogers. Oh. One day. One day. Tom Rogers. Brady. Yeah. I, I don't know. And what about Rogers? What's the deal with him? Four days in the dock. He'll make his decision. <laughs> you really want him? You think, you think teams are backing out? <laughs> Hope he stays away from New York. I do yeah, too. I agree, Fred. Yeah. Don't want him. No. He'll be yeah. so annoying. Uh, Derek Carr, who you, who you want in the Jets, is talking to the Saints. They need a quarterback, yeah. too. Uh, Roger, you might notice with Derek Carr, isn't there something about February 15th and, and his contract? 
that they, I, I, they yeah, I, I think you're right. Yeah, some, something like that. Yeah, he's, I don't think he's a free agent. I mean, you know, they're obviously they were disappointed this year. They had a bad season, so of course you got to blame him, I guess. But uh, I, I think it's something like, isn't it like if if they if they cut him by February fifteenth, they some of his money isn't guaranteed. And then he becomes a free agent. That's is that's yeah, yeah, it might be something like that. Yeah, I'm not positive. Yeah. Oh. Very interesting what's going to happen with him and all yeah. the Rodgers. I think Rodgers may go back to the, uh, the, pack the Raiders. Yeah. The Raiders. <laughs> or the Raiders. Yeah. yeah. All right. Brock Purdy is going to have the surgery on his, uh, what is his elbow? Yeah. UCL? Yeah. They're going to have that. So who knows what's going to happen when he comes back. There was a death in football. Sidney Thornton. Does that name sound familiar to you guys? He no. played for the Packers? 58 years old, played with the Steelers. Oh, he played his entire career with this running back. Mm. Two-time Super Bowl champion. Mm. Uh, he went to Northwestern, set records in rushing. Um, he was a big shot in college, comes to the pros. He, he basically uh, played behind Franco Harris and Rocky yeah. Flyer. But he was he part of the team. But he's dead, 68 years old. How about that? And A.J. Green retired. Great receiver from the Bengals. Um, Gerald? Okay, regarding February 15th and Carr, what's the significance of the February 15th deadline for the Raiders to make a decision? On that date, Carr's $33 million salary in 2023 and $7.5 million of his $42 million salary in 2024 become fully guaranteed. That's forty point five million guaranteed, mm. which would eliminate the chances of the Raiders cutting car. Mm. February fifteenth is next week. Yeah, something's gonna happen. It's gonna happen. All right, baseball. You know uh, the teams are reporting. I guess next week also, right? Seven About days. Seven About days. Seven days. And. Yeah. The major league teams are inviting a lot of players to the major league camp because the world uh, uh, baseball classic is going to pull these players uh, away. And there are a lot of pro professional players who are playing for their countries. And that tournament is March 8th to the 21st. And they're not playing with the new baseball rules. They're playing with the old baseball rules. So there's no pitch clock. Shifts are okay, et cetera, et cetera. But I'd be very interesting. This would be cool to see what they do in spring training with the pitch clocks and the and all the other rules they have. Um, and of course, uh, we've been talking about this that the uh, the San Francisco Giants Giants are opening up at the state at, at Yankee Stadium for the first time since 1956 when they <laughs> were the New York Giants and they opened oh. up the polo grounds. Um, but that that's 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 very interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, Stewart's not on for the signings, but a couple of uh, players resigned or signed. Tony Gonzalez resigned with the Dodgers, starting pitcher. He had a pretty good year last year. Bo Bichette, Bichette, Blue Jays. He avoids arbitration, takes a three-year deal. Uh, no money was mentioned. Uh, DJ Stewart. Uh, was invited to the Mets minor league uh, complex. Oh, my, he have a minor league deal. He'll be at the uh, spring training. Uh, he was an outfielder for the Orioles years ago. Try and make a comeback. Uh, what else happened? It mentioned the Piscotti thing. 
Did you hear that? Um, you guys watch uh, Major League Baseball Network, the um, Intentional Talk TV show with Kevin Millar. Yeah. And now it's Steven Nelson. Used to be uh, Chris Rose. Shake your head. You understand what I'm talking about? This TV mm -hmm. show. No? It was no. a regular show. It's on right every day. Yeah. Uh, Steven Nelson, 33 years old, is leaving the show because he got the job, the Dodgers job. He's announcing the Dodger games. Oh. How about that for him? Steven Nelson. Really? He's the only Asian American play-by-play -play guy working. Uh -huh. I think it's cool. Very good for uh -huh. him. Works with Kevin Millar. <laughs> uh, Joe Davis, who does a lot of the uh, the games on TV, uh, when he's away during national games, uh, Stephen Nelson will will fit in, fill in, fill in, fill in. And uh, the Dodgers are going to retire Fernando Valen as well as Number. Mm. Took him a long time to do this, don't you think so? Yes. Well, his heyday was in the eighties, right? Yes. Came up yeah. in what eighty-one was the rookie of the year and won the Cy Young. For how yes. many years ago was that? Twenty-three and nineteen. Forty-two. Forty-two years. Thank you for the math there. Took forty-two years. So to retire his, what was his number? Thirty-four. 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 Wow. All right, other Dodgers. Give me their retired numbers. Who are the Dodgers retired? Jackie Robinson. Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Give me the number. Give me the number. Jackie Robinson. 42. 42. Duke, Duke Snyder, Snyder, four. Seven. Snyder, four. 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 You're missing a few. Number two. Pee Wee Reese. Tommy Lasorda. Tommy Lasorda. Reese was no. one. Uh, oh. Number 19. Junior Jim Gilliam. 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 Number 20. 20. Don Sutton. How quick you forget, huh? Little yeah. dick. His longevity <laughs> leaves your mind right away. How about 53, of course, was? Drysdale. Drysdale, yeah. Big D. Big D. And, and Cameron Mabin. Remember Cameron Mabin? Yeah. Yes. Remember he tried to, he, he did he work last year in the TV booth with uh, Michael K. Yeah, it was terrible. Uh, well, he, they fired him. Good. And he's now the play-by-play, -play, oh, he's now the commentator for the Tigers. Oh, I thought it was good. Yeah, I, started with, I like him. I thought drafted him. Hmm? He was drafted okay. by them way back when. Yeah. I think he started with them, right? Yeah, he, he did. Play, came to play with the Mets a little bit. Yeah, but Yankees got some mileage out of him. And how well, he made the Anderson uh, an announcer, but he was better than Carlos Beltran. But yeah. Carlos Beltran, he also yeah. leaves. He leaves the, uh, yeah. the Yankee booth yeah. and the Mets hire him as a yeah. uh, an assistant right. to their general manager. How about that? I hear that he re he refused to take elocution lessons for the Yankees, so that's why he went to the Mets. And he's going to sit there and, and uh, just catch rays and walk around yeah. and, and smooth. Yeah, originally, he was going to be in, in, in the studio with the Yankees this year. That's right. right. That's right. Now they're going to find someone else. No bang on garbage cans. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right. So the Yankees said no to Luis Severino to play in the World Classic, World Baseball Classic for, for Dominican Republic. I want to play with them in my country. We right. pay you. 
No, you got <laughs> you got to watch your arm there. You're not playing, right. <laughs> which is a good deal, I guess, right? Yeah. Uh, yes. what else happened? Oh, the Mets picked up a player. He fits Ooh, our man. beep beep category. The Mets picked up a righty pitcher named Sam Coonrod. Okay. No one ever heard of him, right? No. B-O-O-N-R-O-D. He was a giant at one time. Howie. Oh, yeah. Coonrod. It sounded familiar to me. (laughs) (laughs) That's a beep-beep, I would say, right? It's an unusual name. And uh, Ian Kinsler. Right? Nice Jewish boy, right? Yeah. I think half Jewish, I think. Special assistant to the uh, the Rangers general manager. Right? He moved up there because he's done playing. Hugh Darvish signs his contract extension with the Padres. How many Still years? No deal with Keith Hernandez. Nothing. They're going to start the year. When's their first game? Soon, right? Spring training game. They're, they're meeting next week, finally. And maybe they, maybe in two weeks. No, Keith Hernandez on TV, unless they come to a contract. And, you know, uh, Keith, Gary, and Ron have been with the team as a, t- as a team for 17 years. Wow. They matched Lindsey Nelson, Bob Murphy, and Ralph Kiner. Wow. So if they do this year, they break their record. How about that? How about that? Um, yeah. Okay. So we did basketball very nicely. Anybody want to add any more basketball notes before we move on? Oh, Carmelo Anthony's son. Did you hear this story? No. Carmelo Anthony's son is a sophomore at Christ the King High School, but he's transferring out to play for Long Island Lutheran. 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 Yeah. Lutheran. Number two team in the country. It's yeah. in Brookville. They like live. It. They live in Manhattan. Now, how's oh. this kid going to go every day? They have dorms. They have dorms. Lutheran has dorms. Yes. Did not know basketball players. <laughs> so much for education there. They're yeah. a high school. They're a high school powerhouse, as Steve said. Yeah. Yeah. Well, so is Christ the King. They were right. Uh, he's one of the top sophomores, six foot five. And remember, uh, uh, Carmelo was even taller, so maybe he's still gonna grow. Okay, how about the hockey all star game? Any Ron, you want to talk about that? Did you watch that? Not really, I it it didn't interest me at all, really. So, you know, I watched some of the uh skills, which it it was nothing. Kale McCaw was the first speed skater, he falls down. Right from there, it went downhill. Um, no, not really. I mean, they should do way like I've always said the best all star game is the baseball all star game. Mm-hmm. Anybody, of- you guys watching it all? Anybody or part <clears throat> of it? Wow, wow, yeah. but How the, I mean, there's, put it into three games, but there's, there's other hockey news too, though. Yeah, what do you got? Well, you know, the Islanders made the big trade, they got a big scorer, Bo Horvat from the Vancouver Canucks, but they gave up two relatively good players. They gave mm-hmm. up uh, Bavillier and Aturatu as the draft pick. You know, but, you know, they, they gave up something and got something, but they got a lot of hills to climb before they could get into the playoffs. 
Because yeah. a lot of the teams ahead of them have the games in hand. It's that's, very yeah, That's one issue for them. And obviously, it was brought up before about the Ranger trade, uh, Tarasenko for Blay. But also with Blay, they gave away a first-round pick, <clears throat> a fourth-round pick, and a prospect. They also got another defenseman back. I forget his name. Yes, you're right. Yeah, uh, so I, look, I think it's it's a no-brainer trade. Look, last year they got Cop uh, and Vitrano at the trade deadline, and they, it took them all the way to the Eastern Conference Finals. Yeah, which I think was a great move. Yeah. And, and I don't know if anybody knows today the Devils were uh, have a big blow that came to them. Whatever. Jack Jack Hughes is going to be out for a week a week week to week. Really? What happened to him? Wow. Upper body, upper body injury. Mm. And body. He, mm. he's uh, so he's twenty one years old. <laughs> he's got like what thirty five goals about something. 30, like? Thirty five, yeah. Thirty five, and that's a big blow to the Devils. Yeah. He's a slight built guy, though. So yeah, yeah he is. He is. And, and the Islanders did sign like a whole vet to an eight year extension. Yeah. 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 That was a trade, bow for bow, right? Yeah, yeah. And tonight he's playing bow, bow for and, bow, and they get a bow. Yeah. And tonight he's playing against the uh, his, his old team. That's right. That's they right. Played the Rangers last night, Vancouver. Yeah, should be so. interesting. Did any of you guys watch the that the clash at the Coliseum on Sunday? Auto racing in the L.A. Coliseum. I bet nobody oh. saw that one either. Oh, <laughs> no, never heard. Second year they did that. They they made the Coliseum into a racetrack in the uh, auto racing. Should have been. I cool. didn't bring my Corvette there, Mark. No, I know. <laughs> and do you guys remember? I hate to like talk about wrestling, even though I'm a wrestling fan. Uh, remember, I had Macho Man Randy Savage. Yeah. yeah. You know, he had a brother. He had a brother, Lanny Lanny Poffo. Lanny Poffo. Lanny yeah, called the Leaping Lanny or the Genius. <laughs> His gimmick was the genius. He would talk and, and tell very in, intellectual <laughs> things. Well, he died at the age of 68 this past week. Lanny Randy Savage was Jewish, actually. Randy I didn't know Lanny. that one. Yeah, did not passed, know that. He passed away a few years ago, I think. He began a few years ago. So and he was Gary the Savage? catcher in the minor leagues, Randy Savage. He, that's right. He did play. Yeah, he, was, right. he was a baseball player. Right, right. Cincinnati. Right. Yeah, and I just say that. I remember yeah. that. Yeah, 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 yeah. And Jerry Lawler. Remember Jerry Lawler? He's up at a yeah. yeah. He surgery. He's okay. He's smiling again. Good to hear that. I'm into wrestling, so that's why I have to bring that up. Okay. Trivia questions. We've got questions to stump our panel. Let's see how well we do today. Gerald, I call on you. It's got to be. Not 1903. It's not. It's not. It's not. <laughs> and, and Jeff, you may, Jeff, uh, please don't answer Jeff, all right? Or Jeff, the no, MLB, just the MLB player who had the highest career on base percentage. Ricky Henderson, maybe? No. Pete Rose? No. Can I give you a hint? Yeah, you yeah. think? Yeah, sure. Yeah. He flew missions over career during the war. Ed Williams. Ed Williams. After missions, he was the wingman for John Glenn. Does that help? They said Ted Williams. Ted Ted Williams. Williams. Oh, Ted Williams. That's right. They said Ted Williams. They said Ted Williams. Get in here. No kidding. So he got hits. He he, he walked. He had a batting average. 
482 on base percentage, batted 344. And he missed all those years. Right. And it's 521 yeah. home runs. Oh, shame. What a shame. And an average average outfielder. Right. And, right. At best. Right. So now an average outfielder with his statistics. Does he make the Hall of Fame? Well, like it's <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, Michael. Okay. Uh, LeBron James just uh, uh, scored 38 points to make him the all-time scoring leader. And the top 10 are Jabbar, Malone, Bryant, Jordan, Nowitzki, Chamberlain, O'Neal, Malone, and what? Uh, Fred, give them five seconds to guess this. Yeah. Name the Nick that's on that list. Carmelo Anthony. Carmelo Anthony. Good. Anthony, yeah. <laughs> okay. Correct. Fred. Hey, this Sunday, Pat Mahomes will become the second quarterback at a Super Bowl whose father was a Major League Baseball player. Who is the first? Wow. That's a good Ooh. question. That wow. is a good question. Player and his father was it was a major league baseball player. player. Not wow. a great, not, not a great one, not a household name, but he did play in the major leagues. You got to give a chance. No one's jumping at us. They played, I believe, his father I think played for Houston Astros among the teams. Houston Astros, and it's oh. within the it's within the last. I'm the quick. He played in the Super Bowl within the last five years. Uh, how about the baseball player? What, 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 where did he play? What position? I believe he was a pitcher, but I'm not 100% sure. Of that. I think he was. And what team was the, the football player on? The Rams. So a Ram oh, wow. player and a Chicago. A Rams. Mm -hmm. That means the guy they got from Detroit. He's on Detroit now, right? You got the guy. Goff. Oh. Jared Goff. His father was Jerry Goff, who played for the Houston Astros back in the 70s. Wow. wow. That's a good one. Then that, he wasn't a star. No, I said he wasn't a household no. name. No. no, I'm sorry. Anyway. Name doesn't sound even familiar as a baseball player. No, he was. Look at him. He played for all. Okay. Uh -huh. um, who, uh, Michael? Then Gerald? Okay. Yeah. Who is the only pitcher to win seven consecutive World Series starts? And pitched seven complete games. Whitey Ford. Whitey. That was my first <laughs> guess, but no. Really? Don Drysdale. No, no. Jack Morris. Nope. Like Colfax. Who? Colfax. No, no. Bob Gibson. Bob Gibson. 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 You got that. Bob Gibson. Right. Uh, here's a good one. What uh, what was the rock group Pearl Jam's Mookie original Wilson, Mookie name? Blaylock. Oh, Mookie Blaylock. Mookie Blaylock. It must be a common answer. Okay. It's the first time I heard it. Very good. Gerald. Identify the year and the pitchers uh, in this particular year. The MVP awards were both given to pitchers. Identify the year and the pitchers. Vita Blue, maybe, in 72? No. No, McLean and Gibson. McLean and Gibson. I'm sorry? McLean and, and Gibson? Yes, 1968. Mm -hmm. Very good, Mark. Mark, well done. Very good, Mark. 
Very good. Hey, Jerry, I put it on mute, so I didn't answer. Okay. <laughs> yeah. Milton. Milton, can you hear us? You're on mute. I'm on mute. I'm not on mute. He's on mute. Milton, Milton is. Milton I'm here. Is. I have one question first. Let me ask you, when you were talking about third baseman before, did you mention Richie Allen, or did I miss it? He played 39% of his games at third base. Right. And should be in the Hall of Fame. Yeah, hey, I mean, <laughs> where's it? Just too many players. There's too many players. It's all politics. You all know that. <laughs> it's a popularity contest. Yeah. So we know John Stockton. We assume we all know John Stockton is the all-time leader in assists in the NBA. Who's number two? Bob <laughs> Cousy. No. Oh. Nate Archibald. No. Yeah. Chris Paul. Oscar Chris, Paul is, Chris Paul is third. So Oscar he's, Robertson. He's increasing yeah, Oscar every Robertson. day. No, Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd. Jason Kidd is like 3,000 behind him. <laughs> My numbers are correct. Yeah, LeBron is like fourth, right? <laughs> I don't have that one. One, two, three. All right, Gerald, go ahead. <laughs> there was only one MLB team in the entire 20th century that did not hit a home run over their home team fence in one season. <laughs> You're going back to 1903. I told no, you. No, 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 he's not. No, he's not. No, no, no. <laughs> Must be the Cardinals, St. Louis Cardinals. <laughs> no, no. Uh, All right, uh, American League team. The Browns? St. Louis no. Browns? No. no. Washington Senators? <laughs> Washington Senators in 1945. They hit one home run at Griffith Stadium, and it was an inside-the-park home run. They wound up in second place, 87 and 67. Wow. Wow. <laughs> wow. That's More great. Years. Made, More made years. No home field advantage. Michael. Uh, what two teams played in the World Series in the, from the same city in the mid forties, like nineteen forty four, nineteen forty five, Browns, Browns and Cardinals. And what was the name of the stadium? Shy uh, Sports, Sports, Sportsman's Park. Park. Sportsman's Park. Park. They were both playing in the same stadium. Yeah, same yeah, stadium. Yeah. yeah. And who? Did and, have any and the Browns days? won that series. No, no. Cardinals. Cardinals. Browns never won. <laughs> Browns, I think the Browns did win. <laughs> they did not. No, uh, they won did not. Mark Orioles. They won as the Baltimore Orioles, but not the Browns. Right, right, right. Okay. Who else? Who hit the first Grand Slam in, in for the National League and World Series history? Chuck Killer. 1962. Right. Wow. wow. First? What yep. about the American League, Mark? The guy Smith in 1920. Oh. <laughs> Dave McNally, maybe, right? That would be first. Maybe. No, it was one of the pitcher. Pitcher. Elmer Smith, I think his name was. Yeah. Yeah. Michael, got a question? Yeah, name the Hall of Famer who pitched game three of the 1962 World Series. Who pitched what? Game three of the 1962 World Series. Game three. Whitey Ford, Andy Colfax. No, no, no. Giants. 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 Marisol. Right. Right. Hmm. Yeah. right. That's before he was anybody yet. <laughs> anybody else have a question? We have a couple of minutes left. 
You guys, you. Milton, you have your song ready? Yeah, yeah let me. Milton uh, wants to do his song. <laughs> here we go. I'm going to play Wait, it. Same song or a different song? It's the same song. Scary. Oh, oh. I'm going to try to guess it, right? Can you hear it? No. Oh, you got a, no. You have a malfunction there. <laughs> What's with this song, Milton? Oh. Are you pulling it by the speaker? No. Move it to your right, Milton. <laughs> you hear it, Milton, on your side? I don't know. Well, you can't hear it. We don't hear we it. Uh, we have to work this week out because uh, we're losing valuable time here. You know what yeah, I mean? The sponsors. Uh, who's, who did I say is sponsoring you today? I'll just have to give you the song, and you got to guess the artist without playing it. We'll work on. We'll work on that. All right, guys, I'm going to say goodbye to you. Thank you for, for joining us on show number 145. 145 shows in 145 weeks. Amazing. Wow. Have a good guys, week, everybody. Guys, enjoy yeah. the Super Bowl. Because yeah. we're going to talk good about job, it everybody. next week. Yeah. Peace, guys. Thank you for inviting me. All right. Jerry, I'm going to see you in school tomorrow. Jerry, sure. thank you. Yeah. You're welcome. All even the though you, even though you hate the Yankees, I still love you. Jeff, you can join <laughs> us each week. You're welcome to join us. Have Thank a good you. week. Bye. Stay safe, everybody. Take Be care. Well. Bye, guys. Yeah. Enjoy. Bye. Bye.